0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week Podcast. My name's James Manning. I'm the editor of Media Week Magazine. Joining us on a podcast today, Tim Warner, Chief Executive, Managing Director, 7West Media. Tim, you haven't been on a Media Week Podcast for a little while. I think we probably had you about six or seven years ago back when I was doing it with Brendan Wood, so it's, it's been a little while.
1: Um, it has been, it's great to be here. Was that the time when I um, likened it to having your, my teeth pulled out, James? No, that was on your <laughs> one and
0: only oh, uh, on. studio appearance out at Sky News. Yeah, well I try <laughs> to keep a low profile, but look, it's good to see you. Sure, yeah, look, you're, it's a busy time for you. Um, there's a fair few things I'd like to get through, let's get straight into it. We, You've um, just released the full year results uh, for 7West Media. The... Um, a lot of talk about the write-downs. I sort of won't get into all that sort of stuff. We're just media week. We're interested in the content and, and the sort of trading results, but you, um, revenue was pretty flat overall, and you're still a substantial um, profit after tax.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, look, we're still profitable. We're not where we would have uh, liked to have been, um, about 17% down on the prior year. But Look, I don't think we're any Robinson Crusoe in terms of uh, media companies. We're all um, operating in what is a tough market. Um, You know, there's a couple of big players that don't play under the same rules as us that are really changing the marketplace that um, we're operating in. Uh, Hopefully, that's going to be addressed uh, in the next little while. Um, You mentioned there the write-downs. Yep, we did write down... Um, some of our content, um, as I know that's your interest. But I have to say that, um, you know, they for big one-off sports events. Um, you know, I would say that we entered into those deals in a very different market to the one that we're operating in now. Um, and that's even as recently as three years ago. Um, and really, it's an accounting outcome just because we've written those events down it doesn't mean um, a lesser number of people are going to watch those events in fact you know i still believe that as we operate in this environment of fragmenting audiences these big one-off live tent poles are actually going to become even more effective um, and hopefully even more valuable um, than they've ever been. So, whilst we have arrived at um, certain outcomes in terms of their value um, for accounting standards, obviously we'll be driving our teams very hard to better those outcomes. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things
0: I want to cover off too quickly, and it, this is something that could date the podcast, and I think you alluded to in some of your chat today, that um, when it comes to media l- law reform, something that looks like a, a good, safe bet can can blow out and not be that. So things might change dramatically after we speak. But, but it looked like um, it changes every day, doesn't it? it the really possibility. Does. You had Bridget yeah. Fair down in Canberra um, who looks after that sort of stuff, it gives you some intelligence, I guess, on, on what's happening. And, and she said, look, there's still a fair bit of work to do before we can assume these, um, the package will get passed.
1: Yeah, look, I think um, even though I feel as though it's more imminent than I've ever felt in the many years that we've been talking about it and lobbying for it, it doesn't by any means um, indicate that it's certain. Mm. Because, yeah, you're right, things can go from being looking very good to uh, looking like a long shot quite quickly.
0: Yeah. There were some people that probably asked questions today a little bit hope, more hopeful than I am, so I won't do things that I don't <laughs> think you'll tell me, but you did say that seven has looked at a whole range of possibilities if media reform passes. Um, so, are there things? Could seven be involved in some significant transactions, um, partnerships? Is there a possibility that could happen?
1: Well, I, I, I'm not prepared to to comment on anything specific. I'll leave that to you guys yep. to speculate on. But what I would say is that you know, it would have been irresponsible for us or I think any media company in Australia at the moment not to have been looking at what the outcomes could be um, with potential tie-ups. Certainly Seven West Media has been doing that. Um, But, you know, I wouldn't rule anything in and I certainly wouldn't rule anything out.
0: Much has been made of the possibility of what digital allows you to reach a bigger audience without the need for maybe regional partners. Um, But, I mean, we're still very early days, aren't we, in terms of sending your signal digitally? And I guess there's still a big role for for regional um, uh, affiliate partners.
1: Well, like I say, I I, I guess there is, Uh, James. I don't want to... Um, you're a bit of a tiger, the way you just keep coming at it from a, a, a different direction. But I, I, like I say, um, you know, we've looked at a range of um, potential outcomes. Sure. Um, you know, and they're not confined to either regional, metropolitan um, players.
0: Yeah. One of your other things you, you said this morning, it hasn't been a stellar year. Um, that could cover lots of things, but I guess you personally have had a tough time. Um, but the the results seem to indicate that um, you haven't been maybe too distracted by some of the challenges you've faced.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, today's not about uh, me. Um, so, you know, it's, it's um, not a day to talk about me. Today's about our financial result. I do feel as though Whilst our revenue and ratings performance was really good hmm. in that financial year, particularly in that second half since Christmas, um, you know, I just don't feel as though overall our performance in that financial year was as good as um, we were hoping it would be.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I won't dwell on this, but I feel I, – I, I expect I should ask you this, but do you think there were distractions? Do you think some of the stuff – I mean – were there time, were you conscious of being distracted earlier this year? I mean, the last the half year call was a pretty crazy day, wasn't it? When um, Mr. Stokes, the executive chairman, sort of um, was with you on the call, and there was just a sort of a massive sort of interest in it. It was it seemed to have calmed down a lot today. People have moved on a little bit. But were you sort of conscious at, at times of looking? I've got to make sure this doesn't distract me from the business.
1: Uh, no, I. You know, I wasn't sort of talking to myself um, in any way. You know, the one thing I've learned is just the incredible strength of our people um, and our team to be able to just keep focusing on what it was that we needed to get done in that first half of the year. Um, and it's a great credit to them.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's 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 get you on some of the content. The um, one of the interesting slides you talked a little bit about all the event TV, your big tentpole properties. Maybe um, there was that graphic you had of all the things coming up month by month over the next twelve months, mm-hmm. and I think if you get to June 2018, it was greyed out and it said sort of um, uh, what was it a uh, new franchise reveal. Yep. Now, is that something you hope to have by then? Or do you think you've targeted something that you will, will reveal in um, June 2018?
1: No, it's something that um, we have targeted and we will be revealing it uh, at that time. So, um, you know, part of the rationale of actually investing in these big one-off live sports events is being able to launch um, ongoing franchises out the back of them. Um, so obviously as soon as we commit to an investment like that, we are putting into place the building blocks so that we've got something to launch out the back of it.
0: Okay. A lot of those months, a big significant thing is sporting events. You've got some massive stuff and you've been talking about it for a long time and they're all finally here, those things. they sort of, you can reach out and touch them. The, um, you talked about sporting rights, the costs though, and you said they're really unsustainable at current levels. But that sort of indicates – but you really need them, though, as well, don't you? Is, is anybody going to be prepared to back off and, and um, walk away from, from those costs?
1: Well, I think so. Um, you know, what, what, what I'm saying quite clearly is that these deals need to work for both parties. The economics have got to stack up for both parties, and I think in the past the – value of the power and reach of free to air television just hasn't been factored into these deals. It's sort of been taken for granted. That's not going to be, um, possible going forward. I believe that these sports codes have to understand that the, um, enormous audience that free to air television has the potential to bring to their code. And we've seen a lot of examples of that. I mean, the big bash, um, you know, Came um, from subscription TV, where it actually was not attracting huge ratings, and the crowds weren't very big. And when it came to when it was exposed on free-to-air television, the rest is history. Uh, V8 supercars went the other way. So, you know, I think that's the point we're making: is that the economics have got to stack up for both parties going forward. And as part of that, um, the value of free-to-air television has got to be far better recognised than it ever has been.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: the um, the you
0: talked a little bit about the AFLW, the women 's league what a success that was um, how are you and the AFL on the same page about sort of expanding that and, and making more sort of broadcast opportunities and opportunities for the public to to enjoy what they what they got a taste of uh, earlier this year
1: well I'd certainly think so i mean we were we're very proud of our role in actually um, building that franchise, Um, I guess there was something of a risk in in broadcasting the first game, which was largely experimental. And you would recall, James, the ratings were huge. Um, And that indicated that there was an interest in this and it gave Gillen um, and his team at the AFL a great deal of uh, courage um, and conviction in order to bring it forward. Because as we know, I mean, it probably wasn't slated to start as early as it has but it's proved to be a brilliant move and it was certainly you know a really good performer for us yeah yeah
0: um aflx are you able to talk much about that it's sort of gone a little bit quiet um would you would that be a separate rights deal if that is developed as a property or or do you get does your current deal with that cover something like that
1: Um, well, we'd like to think that with our relationship with the AFL, um, there's going to be a conversation about it and, um, you know, again, I I refer to my comments about the power of free-to-air television. If you want these things to work, you've got to have the right free-to-air partner. Mm -hmm. We've proven we can build things with the AFL before, um, and yeah, Yeah. AFL, Any letter on the end of it is something that we'd be interested in in, uh, talking to the AFL about. It's the greatest game of all, as you know, James. Mm. Um, And, you know, it's been an incredible season this year. Yeah, we don't know much about it yet, but it's got sort of um,
0: a a sport that TV could develop sort of written all over it, hasn't it, the possibility?
1: Yeah, I mean, it it sounds like um, the sort of thing that could work, is Mm. what I'd say,
0: Mm. yeah. One of the things that interests me, and I'm guessing it's pretty close to your heart, is the, the revenue and content opportunities that you, that, that's uh, mentioned quite a bit in the uh, presentation today for expanding your own production capabilities, both uh, in Australia and internationally. Talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Well, um, you know, it's an area where uh, we've had success. I think it's the sixth consecutive year of growth um, in this part of our company. So um, I wouldn't say we're doubling down on the investment, but we're certainly emphasising um, our work in this area going forward. We're looking at uh, more production partnerships in other parts of the world, English-speaking territories, um, and we're also going to be looking at growing our capacity for short-form content production here in Australia. Yeah,
0: um, the, It's not easy, though, developing big big properties is it and then like my kitchen rules is as your sort of as your best case study i guess but the challenges you've had in that food sector since then show how hard it is to get a format that just clicks and and pulls big audiences
1: yeah look i, I don't think that's confined to the the food or the cooking yeah. genre it's yeah. it's over, sort yeah. of anything um Look, the the key is having the sort of environment where we can try things. Yeah. Um, And we've been lucky enough to have that sort of environment. Um, You know, you've got to be able to fail, fail fast, but not fast enough that you don't learn from it, Um, and then move on. Um, You know, over the last decade or so that it's been, um, that we've been leading, there have been, um, you know, times where we've had great opportunities to learn. Um, And I expect there will be in the future as well. But we're still going to be giving it a crack and we've got a reasonable track record already.
0: I get it that you've been doing very well historically in the numbers. You've started this year again brilliantly. But uh, TV analysis is often about now, isn't it? People just look at how things are going now. You seem to be in a little bit of a ratings rut at the moment, but it's probably not unfair to, to put that sort of term on it. Well, I,
1: it? I don't think that... Um, there have been a few weeks um, where we haven't uh, kept up the standard uh, that we set for ourselves. Yeah, it's pretty you set high the bar pretty hard, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, we, we set um, a pretty high standard, and you know we're going to set about rectifying that. As I say, though over the last um, whatever it's been, 10 or 11 years or so, um, there are times when this happens, um, you know, and, and we've been able to um, engineer a different outcome in time and that's what we're setting about doing now.
0: Yeah, Look, I, I think we're going to be out of time pretty soon. So I'll just wrap up with a couple of things. Some of the exciting things about the future, you'll be... Now, something, I didn't catch the name of it in the um, call today. Was it... You're calling it Project A? Is
1: Project 8. 8. eight. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's the 100% owned 7West Media uh, over-the-top platform. Uh-huh. So it'll be all our content, all our long-form content, and soon our short-form content as well. Um, that will be provided in a completely new user experience from our own platform, and okay. it's a very exciting time for us. Our strategy has been leading up to this point for the last couple of years, and now we're almost here. Okay, is that something you'll unveil this year? Do you think is it is it on track for that? It's certainly on track to unveil this year,
0: James. <laughs> yep. And have you canvassed all opportunities? I mean, in terms, could it raise revenue through subscriptions as well as be ad-funded, or is it more likely to be the the um, latter?
1: Uh, well, in its... Um, you know, when we launch it, um, it'll be AVOD, um, an AVOD service, okay. but it, it certainly won't be limited um, to that, and that's something that we'll consider in the future.
0: Yes, yeah, OK. Um, and lots of interesting little... I guess they're... In terms of the overall business, there are smaller things like Racing.com um, and some of the other digital uh, investments. Could they they grow and turn into significant
1: revenue streams, do you think? Well, they're all growing. Racing.com is more prefer- more profitable um, this financial year than it was last financial year. Airtasker is um, a business that we've got um, a significant equity share in. That's growing like a weed. I think it's got now $1.5 million Australians signed up to it. Health Engine, um, Mm. I think that was our first um, investment in that space. That's also growing quite fast. I think it's got over a million uh, users signed up to it. So all of these uh, things are growing. It's whether we can um, grow them fast enough and dramatically enough, and that's
0: what we're setting about doing. And something I think I'll have to start investigating
1: shortly starts at 60 Doing well. I'm not that far off it myself, James. (laughs) Um, And that is another fast-growing business for us, um, and that's a platform for that audience where we have a strength. In fact, we have a channel that... Um, provides a lot of programming for that demographic. It's a demographic we think is seriously underserviced by the media in Australia and probably undervalued by the media in Australia and starts at 60 um, is a way of addressing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just look, two more things I'll, um, I'll finish up on. Just just go back to that um, those production and you, the interesting co-production deals you've got going in the UK, Seven Wonder, in the US, is it Seven Beyond, Beyond yeah. Seven, yeah. Seven Beyond? Seven um, is, is that the way to go? Do with them as, as co-productions. Could you ever go out and get a hundred percent and set up on your own?
1: Um, it's certainly something we've looked at, but at the moment, we feel as though um, our best strategy is to partner with people that um, we know can deliver. They've, each of them has a track record of delivering in their market, and that's the path we're taking currently.
0: Yeah. And finally, just a bit of personal interest here, um, Sky News, I mean, you're, you're a part owner. You're no longer there. I think, were you the chairman at one
1: stage? I was the chairman. I was yeah. a very proud chairman <laughs> of uh, ANC. Well, did you sort of miss
0: that at all? And um, But you still have a content deal, I think. You still supply content? We but... do
1: still um, supply content um, to them. I do miss it. Um, you know, news is, um, is a fantastic part of our business, but I've got... Um, more than enough to discuss with Craig, who's doing a great job with Seven News, um, with Sunrise, The Morning Show, The Daily Edition and Sunday Night.
0: Yeah, now Craig has told me in the past he, he would love to get even a little bit more real estate than he's got. I mean, I think I've asked you this question before too. Um, the digital opportunities you could have with a, with a, a 24-7 news service, is that, is that sort of, you know, something that still could be a possibility one day?
1: Craig's no Robinson Crusoe either. I mean, we're in a creative uh, company and mm. we're, it's a company of builders. Yeah. And so when you get those sort of people, they always want to do more. Um, but look, if, if we can get a business case that stacks up for doing more of any of the content that we produce ourselves, we're definitely going to get after it.
0: Yeah. All right, Tim. Look, great to uh, get some of your time today. really appreciate it. And we might do this another six or seven years, okay? <laughs>
1: Thanks, James.